0: She lay there sleeping, I read the paper in bed, and in the personal columns, there was this letter I read. <sighs> if
1: if, you, if like you like pina coladas and getting lost in the Riviera Maya, that is the topic today with my friend who I met in the Riviera Maya. I'm going to consider her... An expert in the area. She spent quite a lot of time there. She has Mexican citizenship too. This is a hot area. This is the Cancun, the Playa del Carmen, and probably the most famous travel destination right now, especially for Americans, Tulum. And today we're going to break it down for you, the listeners, talk everything about Riviera Maya. And uh, yeah, let's get after it. Natalie, it's good to see you again.
2: Yeah. Hola, hola, ¿Cómo están? ¿Todo bien? we're gonna dive into the Riviera Maya. I mean it is a beautiful place, no?
1: It is. It was a it was a very fun time because I was there like end of October to Marchish, um in the end of 2020 to 2021. And yes, I had so much fun, good memories, the beautiful weather, you know, all that party stuff, but it was very safe, very safe.
2: Yeah. No, as a woman I feel I feel very safe. I've been here almost nearly a year. And yeah, I mean in Tulum I walk in Tulum and Isla Mujeres I feel very safe to be honest. Um, but I have not seen or heard anything bad happen to anyone, like you no know, robberies, like not even pickpocketing. I mean, yeah, I feel very safe. Of course, like sometimes as a woman alone, like there's some uncomfortable cat calling. But other than or like, you know, people that are like walking after you sometimes. But I think that happens literally everywhere. Like LA, New York, any,
1: any, anywhere. We well, Another very- big um, misconception that blew my mind. I mean, obviously people know Mexico is for the most part cheaper than America, but a lot of people think when they go to the Cancuns in that area, they got to spend a thousand bucks, you know, for a week. They stay in the all inclusive hotel, but even in the Riviera Maya, which is probably the most expensive part of Mexico, you can still live very, very good for what would you say? Fifteen hundred dollars a month. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it's yes, and it just depends, like you said, on what you want to do, where you want to live, how you want to live. Um, but yeah, it's absolutely doable to live like a very nice life. I think I spend about, I would say, like anywhere from one thousand, yeah, one thousand eight hundred to like one thousand five hundred, depending on my activities and my travel costs, if I am like leaving the state and stuff. But um, yeah, it's very yeah, it's very affordable, and you can find great places like. Even in great neighborhoods and stuff like that, you can really, yeah, it's just, it's yeah, there's yeah. a lot
1: of ex- expat communities in those different um, cities, especially. I remember Playa del Carmen had a lot. Obviously, in Tulum right now, there's everyone and their mother there. Um, but Cancun has some, a lot of, uh, you know, expat American English speaking people there.
2: Mm. To be honest, I feel like Cancun has the least amount compared to Playa del Carmen, Tulum, even Isla Mujeres or cause well you went to cosmo um but it does definitely have some um expat communities but i would say that there are more people that have lived in mexico for a long yeah they're just here for a long long time whereas like tulum and plato carmen have more like transient um population like digital nomads that come for maybe like six months a year three months you know those sort of expats um yeah but cancun has
1: like people that live 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 in cancun I mean, Cancun Yeah, I noticed, that lot, I noticed that a lot about Cancun, that hotel zone, obviously, and then it's separated by kind of like where all the workers maybe live and, and different kind of folks. I mean, yeah. there, to me, it wasn't like much was going on in Cancun besides the hotel zone, but am I wrong?
2: Yeah, I know you're wrong, but it's definitely more of like a local vibe. I mean, yeah, the hotel zones where you have the beach, but then in Cancun, there's plenty of really nice things to do in Cancun. I guess maybe I should have given you a better tour. <laughs>
1: Um, The thing I didn't like about Cancun, it's not like the Playa del Carmen or the Tulum. Like Playa, I can walk to the beach, right? Tulum, you can, you know, bike and maybe just take that quick taxi ride. That is a problem, though. In Tulum, it's farther than you expect unless you stay in the hotel zone. But in Cancun, I just felt like I was in a hot, like really hot city. I mean, there were some spots, like the city center, that was kind of like dirty, I'd say. I mean, I just didn't feel like I was in the Caribbean, the Riviera Maya,
2: Cancun has, um, like, Cancun's huge. So, I mean, as like, it's the biggest city out of all Tulum, Playa del Carmen. It's the biggest one. And there's, like, the hotel zone, which is the prettiest beach. And the hotel zone's kind of like an, like a peninsula island. It's really, really, it's a skinny strip of land. And on one side, you've got Laguna Nichute, which is a huge lagoon. And on the other side, you have, like, this blue, blue, amazing water. I don't know if you ever went to the beach in Cancun, but it's, like, beautiful turquoise. It's like, I think the most beautiful water in all of the Riviera Maya is honestly in Cancun, Isla, and Isla Mujeres, but I mean, it's right in front of Cancun. Um, and then in Cancun, you've got like places in the center that are really nice. You've got some really, really beautiful plazas. You've got that. I mean, yeah, they're built, like they're brand new. They're beautiful. You've got um, like a place more like where locals go that has like really good restaurants. that's like little coffee shops. It's more of like a chill vibe. The thing about Cancun that I think makes people feel maybe the way that you felt, is just it's not walkable, and it's so big. that Yeah, there are some – like, you just have to have a car. So it's not like you can walk from one place to another. You just have to have a car, like, be really good at public transportation or get a driver. Um, So that's why people go. They only stay in the hotel zone usually. But really, like, even in the hotel zone, like, it really changes. On the south point, you've got um, Punta Sur, which is – I mean, it's beautiful. There's this restaurant that – you can get pescado de Chic and it's just like a place that has no electricity. They just like cook the fish over fire and they like, they go fishing in the morning, the fishermen that are, that have a little like restaurant. It's like a makeshift restaurant, kind of a little palapa. And it's right by the, it's where the lagoon and the ocean meet because the lagoon opens up into the ocean and then you see the sunset and it's like amazing. It's beautiful. And then on the other side of Cancun, you've got Puerto Juarez and that beach is not so nice um, but if you keep going down to Isla Blanca, Isla Blanca is fairly undeveloped still. Um, it's probably like, you have to drive like 40 minutes out from like the the main part of Cancún. And it's like insanely beautiful. And then there's another lego in there too. Um, yeah, it's kind of like the same thing as a hotel zone, but without like so many hotels. Yeah, and it's beautiful too. So there are like hidden gems, I think,
1: here. So would you say this though? Um if you're going to Cancun, you're more than likely going to stay maybe a week in the hotel zone, but if you want to like relocate there and do the nomad part, you got to get a car, right? Otherwise, go live in Playa or Tulum.
2: Yeah. I yeah, I have a car in Cancun. It's doable for sure. But yeah, if you really want to get the most out of your Cancun experience, you need a car.
1: See see see. Yeah, right next to Cancun, a place that I really love and I think is pretty underrated is that Isla Mujeres. Um we went there once or twice yeah and you show me around and show me all the cool spots that place is beautiful and it's cheaper than Cancun isn't it I mean it's pretty cheap
2: yeah it's pretty cheap it's pretty cheap yeah it's cheaper than Tulum for sure um ultimately like yeah Isla Mujeres is very small I mean that's small for example right because you've got and it's like a teeny weeny little island I think it's total five kilometers so maybe like three miles long, um and not very wide um and you've got Bayan Norte, North Beach, which is, like, insanely beautiful. And then you've got the South Point, which is uh, – they have some ruins there, Mayan ruins, like a little one. Um, and you basically – I mean, yeah, Isla Mujeres is just – there's just the energy of Isla Mujeres to me. It's just very refreshing and, like, nourishing. I feel like every time I go there, I end up, like, it's just like a like, – like, whew, it's like taking a shower. It just feels so good. But – um, it has beautiful nightlife too. It's like very chill. It's got like beautiful, like cute little bars. You can just go get like a cheeky little drink. Or you can also go to like some parties. There's always like a DJ set either in the morning or in the afternoon. Not as like intense or crazy as Tulum, but it's nice because you can have like really chill afternoon, or you can have like a good party like any day of the week. Really, like it's usually like pretty really popped up. Like the karaoke bar is always an option. <laughs> um, and yeah, it is cheaper. What extent. was that
1: hostel? That ho- hostel we stayed at, and how much was that a night? I forgot. Well,
2: that hostel has now changed its name but it used to be called balu hostel that it's now got a it's called like tre or something they changed its name it's weird but that one was i think it ranges from 200 pesos to 300 so like depend maybe even 400 like 10 to 20 dollars a night that one's pretty basic it's got like a pool but it's like located um pretty centrally and then you've got selena which is recently renovated. It used to be Pocna, and Pocna used to be the oldest, ho- or is the oldest hostel in Latin America. And you've got nomads. So Poc- um, Selina and uh, Balú are in the center of uh, Isla Mujeres, and that basically means that they are close to like where all the restaurants and like the main street is, and the beautiful beach, which is Playa Norte, and that's all very walkable. The thing with Isla Mujeres is you can't walk from the north side to the south side, I mean, unless you're trying to walk five kilometers, but it takes a while, it's not like, you know, it's not like the Fifth Avenue in Plato Carmen. and the south point, there's another, like, if I were to go to las Mujeres, and I have, like, say, five days, I would stay three days in Selena, and two days in Nomads, which is the hostel on the south side, and Nomads and Selena probably range from, like, nah, I, I would say, like, I've stayed, yeah, anywhere from, like, 15 to $25 a night, but they're beautiful. They're beautiful facilities. They have a pool. They're by the beach. Um, they have parties every night. Um, yeah, the rooms are very nice. You've got, like, a, like the curtain and the little – it's, like, a little bit bed nook. Um, so, yeah, and in the south side, there's also a bunch of restaurants, and there's really beautiful beach clubs that have, like, extremely delicious, like, raw bars and um, seafood. Those get a little bit more expensive, but I think it's worth it. Just spend your afternoon there and, like – Honestly, sometimes they're open from, like, 12 to 6 a.m. because the party, like, they'll just get a DJ and it just like whew, just goes on and it's fun.
1: Would um, you recommend anyone staying there for, like, a longer time? I think you get have to be a certain type of person to stay on that island. Like, really love island life. Otherwise, I mean, go there for a weekend or, or you know, five days, like you said, because you can see most of the island if you really wanted to in a day. To really enjoy it, three days would be plenty, wouldn't it?
2: Yeah. Like, to be honest, I spent, like, yeah, at the end of well, I guess it's April first. The end of the middle of May. Wait, but it's going to be June. Okay, the middle. Sorry, the middle of June. I spent no, the middle of May. The middle. Damn. Okay, the middle of May. I spent like two weeks. ¿Y mujeres? I didn't leave, and I had a great time. I did not want to leave. So it depends on the person that you are. I would say, but I honestly did didn't you stay even. Huh? You stay in the Airbnb. Huh?
1: You stayed in the Airbnb.
2: Yeah, well I rented an apartment.
1: What was the, the cost of that?
2: In the north. For two weeks it was like six hundred dollars.
1: Okay, it's a little spendy. I mean you can get a month rental for five hundred, can't you there?
2: Yeah, yeah, probably. But the thing is is that it, for me it was last minute. Like I booked it the night before and yeah, it was just a last minute decision. And also I um yeah, it was a last minute decision. So I think yeah, you could get something cheaper. Mm, and also, I decided to stay in the north side, which is more expensive. And I stayed in an apartment, so it was like one bedroom and then like a living room and a kitchen. So I could have stayed like maybe in like like a room, or yeah, or if I would have stayed in an apartment, maybe on like the middle of the island, which is the least nice area, um, or on the south side, and that would probably would have been way cheaper as well. But I stayed like in a big place in the like in the main
1: main street. And to get to Islam, virus, it's pretty cheap. You just got to take that ferry. What is that, 10 to 20 bucks or no?
2: Now it's 20. They raise oh, wow. it. Yeah. It's round trip though. But yeah, so mm-hmm. I guess, I mean, to be honest, like for, I mean, I'm a local, so with my driver's license from the state of Quintana Roo, it's like $6 from here or something. But for the, for the, like whenever I have foreigners with me, I feel bad just going for like a day because I, I think it's a lot for a day,
1: to be honest. Um, I mean, there's there's that, un- that, that that undeveloped beach too
2: oh yeah the hidden beach so if you're going to the south side oh there's also a bus in Isla mujeres which is kind of new did you ride the bus did we ride the bus
1: no we might yeah. have but i remember renting a moped too that was like 15 20 bucks a day
2: yeah yeah moped's good um mopeds are 15 to 20 bucks a day um golf carts are 40 to well i would say like you can rent it per hour, but if you want it for, like, 9 to 5 or for 24 hours, it's, like, 40 to $60. And, but, yeah, they have a bus that takes you around the island, so that's really useful. That's 20 pesos, so a dollar. And so if you take, like, I would recommend you, if you're in these mujeres, you hop on the bus, and then you take it all the way to La Joya Hotel, which is closer to the south side, um, but not quite all the way at the end of the island. And then you get off there, and then you walk in, and then there's, like, a little, like, hidden stairwell, sort of. And then, like a little hidden path. And then there's just like a really nice beach. And honestly, sunsets on the south, sunsets all over the island are beautiful. The sunsets, yeah, is usually they just light up the water and the sun's like very, very clear. But on the south side, the water really gets just fiery. Like it really reflects, it just gets like red. So that's really fun. And then the hidden beach is usually like a good place to go for a free snorkel. Oh, you know something I don't recommend in Niza, to be honest? I don't know if I just went on a bad day, but the snorkel tour when you get up to the island, everyone's trying to sell you the snorkel tour. The snorkel tour, Isla Mujeres is so small. There's not like a lot of tours available, so you can do yeah. There's always a snorkel tour. There's like a little turtle farm, which I don't think it's worth it either. It's kind of sad. And then there's yeah, but I think Isla is just a place to go to the beach, chill, have a drink, yeah, take a walk. It's just like a very chill place, you know. Yeah.
1: if you're that person who likes Island life, I think you would be in heaven because it, it yeah. is amazing, but it's very chill, but you can also find a lot of fun, but again, there's not as many people. So maybe you have to stay in Selena or the hostels to meet, you know, people um, for yeah. like a younger people. But I mean, it is very, very beautiful Island. And I mean, it, for the most part, it's very affordable. Yeah, it is.
2: Yeah. But the snorkels are, I mean, I got it for 500 pesos and honestly, Oh God. Like, yeah, it's pretty, but there's not even that many fish, and, like, the current's just way strong, and it's just not a good time. Like, I love snorkeling, but it was just no. If you want to go snorkel in the Ribera Maya, the best place to go snorkel is Acumal. That should also be around 500 pesos. It's $25. And there's a bunch of turtles year-round, so you see a bunch of turtles. Sometimes there's manatees. Yeah, so Acumal is sort of between Playa del Carmen and Tulum, and that's a really good place to take a snorkel tour.
1: let's move our way down to Playa del Carmen. A quick note I wanted to make for people is Cancun has literally everything you possibly need as like an American. They have every, it's like, it is made for America, wasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Cancun, I mean, the whole state of Quintana Roo is a young state. I mean, it was only developed like over the last 50 years. And... Yeah, I mean, it was—it's been developed with the like with tourism in mind, and specifically like American tourism. You know, I mean, Mexico is heavily influenced by the United States, and yeah. So I mean, you know, a lot of Europeans come to Cancun. They really go to like it. Europeans usually prefer like las mujeres or, or Um But Plato, Carmen and Cancun, I would say, are the most Americanized out of the Riviera Maya. And yeah, Cancun has everything you need. I mean, a bunch of like malls and vip movies and costco and everything's driving it's kind of like the texas of the riviera maya <laughs> um but, yeah. but you know,
1: hotels- you'll fit right in a lot of people like worry about the spanish i know like when i was in merida that was tougher to find english-speaking people but i mean hopefully you can learn some spanish down there but i mean i got by just fine speaking english in that whole area with Roo but yeah. you can make i bet you can get a lot more deals and get ripped off a lot less if you know some spanish huh
2: yeah for sure i will say it's very interesting because like whenever i'm like i like to be up like travel alone sometimes like in the Riviera and stuff and it's funny because things are so much cheaper than when i'm with like foreigners yeah it's harder to get deals and stuff even just like being with them um but yeah so i would say so a lot of yeah But also I I think it's fine because I think like at this point the area is so used to tourism that a lot of like the prices and stuff, it's not like a, I I don't know. Did you feel like you could bargain a lot with like tours and stuff
1: like that? Yeah. When you get the hang of it, then you start saying like, I'm not, I'm not a dumb gringo. Like I'm not a tourist. Like I'm paying local price or whatever you can like after, if you get the feel of it and start having some courage to do it, you get the good prices because they want to sell things. I mean, they get their markups are crazy. Like the little trinkets they sell. I mean, you get those for a couple cents and they're selling them for, like, $10 type deal.
2: Yeah, no, the markups are crazy in mean, the whole world. But, um, yeah, it's expensive. I mean, I think it's, like, for me, like, living in the Riviera Maya, this far, where, like, I like having a balance. Like, I like going to some, like, really nice restaurant, you know, like, maybe, yeah, every like, once a week. Like, I like treating myself to, like, a good meal. I don't really care if it's expensive as long as it's, like, nice and quality. Um, but then also, like... Yeah, like, I would say like once every two months I go for a weekend to an all-inclusive and I really enjoy that. I go to the spa, like, you know. But also, like, I usually stay in hostels. I usually, like, eat pretty – yeah, I'm also – yeah, there's also a bunch of really good street food. I know, like, a lot of my friends who are backpackers, like, they love the street food or they cook in the hostels or they get a place to cook. So, like, if you're really, really on a small budget, that's totally doable, too. You don't need to eat out in a restaurant at all, really. Um, the thing about, like, the street food is, like, it, I mean, yeah – it's you just have to have a hearty stomach um i think but yeah it's doable and i mean the beach is always free you know like you can always just go to the beach with a towel it is kind of hard though if you're a person that likes to like lounge and like have like a little palapa or beach chairs um i would say that yeah the whole of maya is kind of complicated if you're not staying in a place by the beach that has it included for you that's why on it to be honest like last time i went to an all-inclusive i kind of did the math and i got like a really good deal on booking and I kind of realized, like, to be honest, you do, you if you get a good deal, like, you potentially spend less at an all-inclusive, depending on how you're living and how you're doing your trip. If you're cooking in the hostel and eating street food and maybe you don't drink out, like, you buy your own alcohol or something, then for sure maybe you would spend less than you would at the all-inclusive. But, like, for example, if you stay in, at an all-inclusive in the Riviera Maya, which is the area between Cancun and Tulum, like, that strip of, like, jungle... Um, it probably includes kayaks. It probably, like, it has, like, the beach chairs. It has, like, a, like the, like, sometimes it'll have a cenote. Sometimes it'll have, like, I mean, it has beautiful pools, all your drinks and meals. And then, like, at night, it's, like, the entertainment. And then you've got, like, a beautiful room. So really, and if you sometimes you can get them from, like, 90 to 200 bucks a night. So if you kind of break down the math of, like, what you would spend, like, snorkeling and kayaking and then renting beach chairs if you're not by the beach, you know, it sort of could... The cost breakdown like i would recommend maybe like potentially looking into that
1: yeah then you got the wristband and you get harassed on the street you don't get to meet enough locals or other cool traveling type people. you're kind of all alone i mean i did it once with a week as my family came down there and to be honest i hated it and in in my situation i mean you can spend 500 for a month apartment and then live off twenty dollars a day if you wanted to, and live pretty fucking good. You get you get something, some coffee, some pastries in the morning. Have a decent lunch. I mean, twenty bucks a day you can live after accommodation, I think too. So if you're going there for a shorter time, maybe do the the all inclusive. But
2: oh no! But even if you're going for a long time, I would say like okay, you stay for a month and you you get to see all the Riviera. You see like you did, like Playa, like Tulum, the whole. Sh- you go to Isla, You get the local experience, and then maybe at the end of your trip, you go for a weekend to an all inclusive. I don't know. Like that's that's how I would do it. I yeah no, you're right. I wouldn't stay for more than two nights at an all inclusive, personally. But I think if you're in Mexico for a long time and you're like, if I go to an all inclusive, I'm not trying to leave the all inclusive. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna go out in the streets. Like I'm just gonna go chill by the pool, like drink, (laughs) eat, kayak, you know, swim. But I yeah, I totally agree with you. Ultimately, it depends on the length of your stay and what your goals are when traveling. But I guess if like I think a lot of Americans. I don't, I don't know if it's problematic in saying this, but I feel like a lot of Americans on vacation, like the whole goal is just to go get really drunk the whole time. So I guess if that's also your goal and you don't really, and a lot of Americans aren't used to hostile culture or like meeting people out. Like maybe they'll say hi, they're friendly, but they're not really into like making those connections and like traveling with strangers. Right. Um, like I think a lot of Europeans you see, or like even Latin Americans, like, they all come in the hostel and they're like, Hey, Hey, we're doing this today. want to join. And then you just like you're a bunch of strangers, you're doing something really fun for the whole day. But Americans not so much so again like if your goal is just to go get drunk I mean you're gonna spend a bunch of money out anyway
1: yeah I mean 100% if you're going for a week do the all-inclusive otherwise there's too many headaches but it we're talking about kind of longer-term travel nomadic stuff remote working then try to stay away from the all-inclusive unless, yeah like for a weekend like hey I want to get away and live you know, in some luxury so you can find pretty damn good deals Let's move on to this Playa del Carmen. I have some experience here because I stayed there for a while. I really liked it. At the end, after I started seeing like Bacalar and, and different places, I was like, oh, okay. This is not as good as I thought it was. But the good thing about Playa del Carmen is you still have a lot of different stuff. You got a freaking Walmart there. You know, it's a bigger city. You got crazy nightlife on Fifth Avenue, which is pretty good. And you can always walk to the beach. But The problem is the beach It's kind of dirty now, pretty, not the best. Um, There's kind of some crime, some interesting stuff, a lot of shakedowns by police, um, people getting messed up in uh, um, taxi cabs and whatnot. I mean, overall I felt pretty safe, but I would stay, I loved the Colonial Hollywood. It was amazing, 500 bucks I paid for a month and I had two balconies, um, one bedroom, a kitchen, a pool in the back, Um, they had a rooftop too. It was amazing. There's little cafes around there. I mean, it was a really good vibe. So I think if you find the right deal, I think it's a good, like, spot. So you can go to Tulum easy. You can go to the Cenotes. And you can have everything you want in Playa del Carmen. That's why I think a lot of people like it because it's similar to Cancun, but you still also have that kind of seaside thing where you can get to the beach quicker and, and walk around the streets. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think – I mean, I, for me, like, a main difference between Playa and Cancun that makes me – I don't. I haven't spent a lot of time in Playa compared to Tulum and Cancun, to be honest. Any Samocores, but I love that you can walk around in Playa. And you're right. Like it does have more. Um, oh, what's the word? Like um, commodities than, than Tulum. Like more. Yeah, like you said, like the Walmart. Way more developed
1: than Tulum. Yeah, way more
2: developed. There's like a movie theater. Yeah, but and also you can. I think Plato Carmen is where you can get like long-term accommodation for the cheap for cheaper. So you can get like a really nice apartment for like, well, yeah, for example, in Isla Mujeres, even though you could get a good deal, the apartments in Isla Mujeres are not nice. Like they're pretty like, like they're very basic, you know, like you have the little kitchenette, like the little stove with, that's, a, that's not a stove, it's just like the little like, what is it called? A hot top or something? Yeah, yeah. Um, but Playa del Carmen. And then did you spend any time in Playacar?
1: The beach um, i is Maybe nicer. for a day, but yeah, that's more of like, um, like hide away the- from everyone else, like resorts, yeah. deal. Yeah. I heard it's- the beaches are really nice.
2: Yeah, the beach is nice, and then there's restaurants within Boyacá, and it's like by Fifth Avenue, so it's still accessible, but it's um, it's a gated community, so then it is safer, and there's just really nice apartments in there that you can honestly get for pretty good deals. Like an apartment like that in Saloon would be insane; it would be like the price it is in LA, um, and. Yeah, the nice thing about Playa is like location. You can go to Puerto Aventuras, Tulum, Macumal, Cancun, Puerto Morelos. It's kind of like in the middle of everything. So that's nice. You can take a ferry to Cozumel. Yeah, La Ruta de los Cenotes. There's a lot of what they call Ruta de los Cenotes, which is like the routes of where the sinkholes are, the Cenotes. And No Cenote is the same. They're all very different, they're all unique. And there's like gazillion all over the Riviera Maya. But you've got the routes, which are the ones that have been like discovered and developed. Um, not developed, like, into anything. They're just, like, open to the public. Like, the crocodiles got scared away. Um, and you've got really nice and this by Playa del Carmen when you go towards Puerto Juarez, like, into the jungle. And, yeah, but other than that, like, and there's amazing places to eat in, in, in Playa del Carmen. Like, there's a ton, a ton of restaurants. And it's fun. And you can walk around. and You're right. The nightlife is great. And also, I would say, for digital nomads, um, internet in Tulum is just, like, spotty. It's just not good. So I think like the internet in plato apartment is pretty reliable. So yeah, I think if you want to stay in a nice apartment for a good deal, you want to be able to walk around, make friends, socialize. And yeah, I think plato apartment is a good option
1: for sure. Another point I want to make is that $500 that was only for a month. So that's like a short term rental. And it was like spur of the moment. What I mean like you can get that kind of place for if you sign a three, six month lease for 250 $300 a month. I mean, The key is try to stay off from the Airbnb. Maybe book an Airbnb for a week there to go um, hunting for properties. But you want to. There's so many say renta signs on there. You message them and try to pay cash. You can get almost like a local deal. Um, Another thing, transportation. uh, Like we were just talking about, take the uh, freaking what's it called, the 45 peso thing. Eh,
2: The colectivo. The, the Collectivo,
1: yeah, I mean you can get anywhere in the Riviera Maya for what, two bucks?
2: Yeah, yes, but there is a caveat, which is that it leaves you on the highway, so for, you gotta, so, like, so I think if you're trying to go to a cenote, like, did you ever go to the cenotes? Um, I don't know, which cenotes did you go to?
1: Cenote Azul, I got dropped off right there. Oh,
2: right, okay, for example, that one, and Cenote Azul and Cenote Aven are next to each other. They are right across from Puerto Aventuras, between Tulum and Puerto Carmen. And those are great. Yeah, like you can take a, a colectivo from Playa del Carmen or from Tulum and boom, you're there. It's great. But they're close to the highway, so it's not like you got to walk so much. But, for example, if you like, if you get dropped off – like let's say you're trying to get from Cancun to Xpujá, so you take the colectivo. Ultimately, the colectivo is going to drop you off on the highway, and Xpujá, to get to the beach, you're going to have to walk a long ways to get all the way from the highway to the beach and getting a taxi from that. So, like, yeah, it's just – that's just a bit, like something to consider, right? Like you gotta be in shape because if you're like imagine you're there in July with like a beach bag and like some chairs, like how
1: are you gonna do that? You know? <laughs> yeah, it depends on what location. You're right to take that colectivo. Um, I was gonna say to Xpuha. Have you been there?
2: Xpuha, yeah, it's very That's nice. nice. It's nice. It's just like for example, right now it's June and there's some seaweed. So summertime, I think Tulum. So the Riviera Maya, specifically, I think. Cancun doesn't really suffer from seaweed that much. So in this season, I would recommend coming more towards Cancun. mujeres Because in the summer, um, seaweed starts overtaking, like, Puerto Morelos, Chuchulam, like, quite a bit.
1: Yeah, let's go over those seasons quick, too. Like, um, obviously, a high season is during Christmas and then spring break. Can you go through the seasons for me?
2: Yeah, so I would say the lowest season is, well, I mean, I mean COVID not being considered, of course, because it's kind of flipped everything on its head. Um, so the lowest season would be September till like November. And then December and January are the highest season. And then I think February is like steady. And then, well, yeah, I think end of February till the end of, uh, that's mid May is like spring break season. And then May steady. And then summer is busy, but not like as busy as winter or spring are, but it's still busy. It's just, it's hotter for sure. Yesterday in platt Carmen, it was like, it was hot. Every day is different. Like it's not intolerable, especially if you're by the beach and by the water. But if it's like the middle of the day and you're running around in the city, like yeah, it's it's hot, it's hot, hot.
1: Yeah, a great point. And this is obviously for all touristy destinations in the world. Is try to get there like a month before high season and lock yourself in the deal if you want to stay long term. Know what I mean? If you get to play in October and chop around for places, you can get something you know really good during high season if you sign a longer lease. Like when I signed the. Or when I paid for the one month that went right up to the high season, and people were paying because so I did a, a place for my parents, the resort thing, and we're looking at apartments, and they paid a shit ton of money during that high season compared to what I was obviously paying for the, the month-long um rental.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. And then I think that um did you book it on Airbnb or how'd you book your apartment
1: The first one, yeah, it was on Airbnb. And I, I found a pretty good deal, but it was earlier. I was like I booked it like in October, and um, then after I figured out like that, you just walk around and see the the rent signs that you can get deals ten times better than Airbnb. Then that's what I did. I just started messaging a ton of people, and then you just make deals. Like, hey, you know this guy said he'll said he'll offer me this and that, and and people are are fine, especially if you're paying cash. You know what I mean. And to get cash, use the ATM. That's why I use everywhere. I always use the ATM. Make sure it's not on like a. a go to like a bank, go to like a safe one. So you're not getting skimmed, but ATMs always work fine for me. You're shaking your head.
2: No, no, no. Sorry. No, I, I think ATMs are great. So I was shaking my head cause I lost like other cards. So I I actually been two months without able to get cash. It's been, it's been a struggle. Yeah. So we make sure I would also say, okay. Like whenever I first came to Cancun, like I came with, what was it like? Yeah. Like a couple thousand. Like, yeah. And I think, and I was just, ultimately, I think the best exchange rate is whenever you have like your American or like your currency and then you exchange at a Casa de Cambio or an exchange house. I think that's usually the best rate because you don't get charged. Like like I get charged like ATM fees crazy. Um, and it just say, Maybe it
1: depends on your bank because I get killed yeah. with cash to cash. Like I get way better if I take it out from the ATM in mm-hmm. pesos.
2: Okay. Yeah. So I guess it depends on, on your situation. But you know, a, a lot of the people that I've met that come... End up like exchanging pesos like in the US, like Americans. I, I don't know where they got that, but do you? I, I think I don't think that's a great idea. Yeah, before
1: you come, can- you, you can go to your bank. I'm not sure if it's the best rate. I mean, everywhere I've learned from people is take it out at ATM when you get there, not at the airport, that's higher fees usually, but just find a safe ATM and, and get money. That's what I do with Euros and all that stuff. One thing okay. I want to make a point though basically, all these places take credit cards. I mean, all the if you want to go to the beach, those places, most of the restaurants, even some of the local ones, take credit cards.
2: Yeah, of course you'll be fine for sure, especially in Quintana Roo and the Riviera Maya. Like I said, we're very like it's built for tourism, so yes. But there are some like really cute, amazing, charming spots that just don't do credit card. Also, I feel like Tulum's probably the least credit card friendly out of all them. Well, Tulum downtown.
1: Um so Playa del Carmen overall is probably a great location for long-term things. We talked about kind of the pros, the cons. Right across, that's where you take the ferry to Cozumel. You can take one from Cancun. I think it's cheaper from Playa. Uh it's not cheaper. You
2: can only, sorry, you can only take the the ferry from Cancun to Isla Mujeres. Isla Mujeres to Cancun, and then Cozumel to Playa del Carmen. Playa del Carmen to Cozumel. But it's the same ferry company, so you can buy like two, both both tickets at the same or online. You can buy your tickets online.
1: And I absolutely loved Kazumel maybe cause it was, there was no ships coming through and tourists. So like, it was like a, a barren Island. So you get to see, you know, all these amazing beaches with nobody there, you know, one side's got the tourist stuff and the other side is totally like undeveloped. There's maybe like one or two restaurants on that end and it's freaking wicked. I did the moped, drove all around um, Kazumel. It was amazing. They have a lot of decent restaurants and like kind of party in the main center area. I mean, obviously, I didn't get to experience the resort parties because no one was there. There's no cruise ships going through there. But Cozumel was amazing, and I could have stayed there longer, I felt. Um, you don't have much experience with Cozumel. Do you know people that have had it?
2: Yeah, my my roommate from Tulum, her brother, lives in Cozumel. But I haven't gone for some reason. I mean, to me, it's just a longer ferry. And since I go to Isla so often, I think my island fever is suffice. But the – so – yeah, uh, yeah. You also scuba dive, you no? Know? Her brother is a scuba dive instructor, and I think Cozumel is the best place to scuba dive. I have not done it always.
1: One, one of the best in the world the scuba dive.
2: And how did you feel about prices compared to, for example, Isla Mujeres?
1: I oh, Cozumel was super cheap in the city center. It was like ridiculously cheap. Airbnb was maybe a little more than Playa, but I found a good spot for twenty bucks a night. Um, I got a huge room with the kitchen and the the bathroom, and it was. Like five minute walking right to the city center. So I think there's a lot of decent options. I mean, I did it through Airbnb, but the only problem with Cozumel, maybe because it was uh, no tourists there, it, you couldn't find many people. Like I had to have people come from Playa del Carmen over there to hang out with. And I assume too, a lot of people that go to Cozumel, they're not being long term. So maybe we'll make friends long term. But I mean, Cozumel was amazing. I definitely want to go back. They have pretty wicked uh, mine runes hidden in there. Um, they used to take those little paddle boat things and do like a sacrifice thing or like a worship for uh, fertility, the fertility goddess for the Mayans was on that island. Yeah, so, they do. It for I mean,
2: people, is it like every year or like constantly?
1: Yeah, well, it was in the back. It was in the past, but now they still do it. they take long boats from uh, the Riviera Mayan in, in like Ecuador and shit, and they they boat all the way up there. It's crazy.
2: Yeah, it's cool. That's cool. it's cool. Actually, um, this weekend in Cancun, they did. They also do. Sorry
1: this is deviating
2: but yeah there's a lot of cool stuff that they like the locals do they also you can do like a training if you're staying here long term in the Maya. you can get like really good at swimming and swim from cancun to San Mujeres. it's like a little marathon type of thing and that's fun
1: um i will say though go to cozumel for like you know five days a week and then rent either the moped or you can rent like jeeps you can rent all that and you literally like feel like you're in freedom when you get to the other side of the island it's so like underdeveloped the service on your phone barely works sometimes not at all the beaches go on for like what seems like miles white sand i mean it is bananas it is really really cool and i really enjoyed Cozumel.
0: i didn't think about my lady i know that sounds kind of me but me and my old lady into the same
1: old old routine, same routine. um okay let's move in to the the hot topic tulum you have a lot of experience with tulum you, you're renting a place there or you were
2: yeah yeah I am. um they, first off all, yeah.
1: all, all i have to say is whenever i'm in tulum i feel like i go into a different world and it's a crazy world
2: <laughs> like in what sense
1: i feel like i'm in uh I don't know the vibes and like a. I've told you this before, like a, like a sex capsule. <laughs> you just get lost in, in Tulum, like it's fucking crazy. Yeah, you
2: know. But I also feel like I think I don't know. Is it that? Is it like that for for a lot of people? For everyone, you think? I don't know. I don't think. Not, maybe yeah. The vibes are there. There's beautiful people in Tulum. Beautiful men and women, and and they like anyone um, beautiful people. They um. For sure, I mean, I think like you see Shawn Mendes in every corner, and Gigi Hadid like just chilling, and all in all different colors, you know, they're all pretty. But um, I think Tulum is probably the more promiscuous city of all of them. Like I think like definitely has a a younger crowd that's looking to party. The drug culture right now is heavy, to be honest. Since Christmas, Tulum has really gone a little bit more intense. With I think also I will say right now the elections are happening next week for Mexico. Um, not the president, but, you know, their election. So there's a lot of politics situations going on right now. And I think the drug culture in Tulum has gotten a little bit more intense um, because of that. So a lot of, like, really cool places are shutting down temporarily. They're getting shut down. Yeah, so that's just kind of annoying. Like, for example, my favorite bar was shut down, like, for the three weeks that I was there. And I was just
1: like, oh. Um, Quick thing. When I, oh, I've i been reading because um, I heard about the, the gun shootings going on in Tulum. And there's some yeah, subreddits.
2: Been, every, day. every day. Subreddits
1: the Reddit Playa del Carmen and then Reddit Tulum that kind of talk about it all. So supposedly the mayor sold the rights for drugs to like five different cartels. Now they're warring over the territory and you know, Tulum is the wild, wild West right now because so many people are going there. There's so much money coming into it. And it's like, they compared it to like the eighties in Miami when cocaine was crazy and everyone was vacationing down there. Obviously Miami is a little more, you know, whatever, but it's literally like, you know, you got the hippies over here, the drug culture, the cartels, and it's it's like a crazy mess that just kind of works. I mean, it is a amazing place.
2: Yeah, it is. But I will say, to be honest, okay, yeah, like, I still feel safe until I still go. I still have a good time. To be honest, though, yeah, it's just, like, right now, it's just, like, it is very intense. It's happening every single day, the shootings. And, like, you know, like, tourism, tourists are usually safe, but there's always a saying here that they say the lost bullet, you know? and that's just not fun to worry about when you're on vacation or even, like, you know, to hear about. In the hotel zone, yeah, like, I don't like talking about the negatives, you know? But
1: um, That's the thing to point out, too. The hotel zone's pretty far from the city center, too.
2: Yeah. The hotel and zone the beaches. is like two kilometers away from, from the central. So, yes, Tulum is broken down in two parts. You have El Pueblo, downtown, oh, yeah, and then you've got the hotel zone, and then you've got the hotel zone's on the beach to the left and then or no, to the right and then to the left you have the public beach and the Tulum ruins okay and then you have like a two kilometer road and then you've got t- the town and in the town there's like super cute little restaurants i would say the town is is you need a lot of cash to be in cancun town you do there's a lot of places that don't take card, to be honest and it's more like like a little like mexican town vibe like hippie town vibe that's kind of the energy of downtown Tulum.
1: yeah and even then- nice even like nice little cafes that you would think are advanced like Say, nope, just take cash. No, I mean, like, yep. they really want cash there. Yes,
2: they really do want cash. And also, they, okay, but I just want, like, can we talk about stuff to do in downtown to them? Okay, cool. So, okay, Hotel Straw Hat is like the hostel. It's a party hostel. It's like heavy, heavy party. They have a, bar, a rooftop bar. You can just go to the rooftop bar and the parties without having to stay there. The drinks are not great, but the party's fun and it's good for socializing. And then you've got bate, which is a mojito bar, and they always have amazing live music. Like truly just like I've seen like some of the most beautiful live like singers in this little like mojito cafe. It's like a mojito cafe because it's open all day. Is that where you go
1: in, inside and then it's like kind of open air? It's right off. I think I was there last time. It was really cool.
2: Yeah, they have like mojitos with sugar cane in them.
1: It's like that one street that has a bunch of cool bars, kinda too.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's called Bate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I mean it has it has a little like bug in there, a little car. It's uh, super cute. They have like a little mezcalería if you're into mezcal, and that pate is my favorite part. too. like I cannot—it's only cash, by the way. <laughs> I cannot—I could go on forever, but it's great. The drinks are so nice; they're cheap. I mean, for like a nice mojito that's made with like sugar cane instead of like sugar, which is just like fun, you know. Um, it's like fifty to hundred pesos, so that's great. And they always have live events like all throughout the day, and it's like you can have—they have like flamenco dancers, they have like rock singers, they have like pianists, they have like just all sorts of different um, live music shows. And then also in downtown Tulum, there's like a beautiful yoga studio that has a bunch of different activities, but it's donation-based. So a lot of people like to do yoga, they go to Tulum. And then you end up going to like Holistica Orical. Olística is by La Veleta, which is a little bit, um, it's like a neighborhood in downtown Tulum. It's a nice hotel, it's like a spiritual hotel, but the, the yoga classes and all their spiritual classes are way overpriced. And for example, like at Om Studio in downtown, which is by Superaki, you can take like the same professor or the same healer that does the sound healing, does, that does at Aulistica, you pay like a thousand pesos for that. For the same exact class, you can do a donation based and donate like 100 to 200 pesos at Om Studio. And Om Studio is like beautiful. So I just think it's like important to know these little details. And they have yoga classes like all the way from seven a.m. to ten p.m. They have like workshops. They have speaking
1: uh, speaking on that. We actually did an episode with a a yogi dude that did the remote living down in Tulum, Alex, um, blanking on his name, the yogi general. So check out our episode with him. He's he's really into that stuff, that whole scene, and and knows a lot of people there. I think he's starting to make a name for himself because that place is you know full of those spiritual vibes. Like ton of people from around the world came there, and they're making it like the western new age spiritual place of the world type thing
2: did you ever go into a Damascal? did i what did you do the Damascal, the sweat lodge the, the maya. no yeah well so, okay i think if you're going to be in the revira maya guys you have to do a sweat lodge please it's just like you have to come back you can do it it's really nice it's just yeah it's like a cool cool even if you're not spiritual and you're not into that it's just healthy to detox it's just like going uh, into a steam a uh, steam shower or a, or a sauna not the dry sauna, but the one
1: that has like the Roxy you pour water into um, I'll tell you another thing too. Um, every time I went to Tulum, I stayed in the city center for like um, a nice apartment, one bedroom, bathroom, all that for like 20 bucks. I found good deals in the city center and the food, like not on those main roads, but like the little Mexican shops. I had this one place, these burritos for like 80 pesos that were like way bigger than a Chipotle burrito. Made on the spot, like it was amazing. I had it like every day I was there. There's a lot of good food there.
2: A street car for cheap,
1: freedom? yeah. It's like street food. Slash yeah. you just
2: the street food in Tulum is the way to go for sure. Like, if you're gonna have street food in any of the places in Riviera Maya, do it in Tulum because Tulum is the most expensive, and the street food's really, really good. So, that is a good tip.
1: But you know more about the hotel zone and the partying than I do because I never party in the hotel zone. Is it as hype as people think it is? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, it's just like I mean, it's just like picture going out in LA. Like, it's just like a, it's just like a whole excursion, you know. Um, you have to you have to get dressed and put I mean, you have to you have to put the whole outfit on, and then you do a lot of walking. And the hotel zone isn't like the road is. It's like a dirt road, really. So it's like beautiful hotels, super hippie. Like the vibes there, everything. It looks like you're like in an eccentric bird's nest. It's beautiful. The hotel zone is beautiful. Um, but like by the time you, let's say you, maybe you're with friends and you take a cab. That's great. That's the way to go. But you take a cab, you get to the hotels, and you're walking, you go from bar, your bar, hop in. The drinks are anywhere from, like, I would say, like, a cheap drink is, like, 12 to 15, and, like, a normal one is probably, like, around 20. Um, so you definitely want a pregame before you go. And then you – yeah, the bars are great. The DJs are fun. Like, the bars are beautiful. So it's kind of like going out in Hollywood, really, I think. But then to go back, like, let's say it's, like, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., um, heading back it's like you get a cab the cabs are usually like 300 to 400 pesos depending on how deep you are in the hotel zone if you're trying to go back to downtown and you and usually there's a lot of traffic by the end of the night so anywhere from like midnight until like four because it's just a one like it's just one road so if you're deep in the hotel zone like maybe you're like a nomad or something then you're just you're in for a ride like it's probably gonna take you an hour to get back to downtown
1: yeah the hotel zone is crazy expensive Crazy. Like, staying there and eating. I mean, that's where you're spending $100 dinners at least type deal, right?
2: Yeah, the cheapest place to stay is Selina, I think, or Clandestino, which are hostels, and it's, like, 50 a night. Or 30. A lot of
1: people that live in Tulum long-term, don't they live... Okay, you hit, you hit the city center and you keep going. There's that one road. They had those new condos built.
2: There's Aldea Samano. Aldea means neighborhood in Spanish. You'll see Aldea a lot. Yeah, there's, like, a, a, a neighborhood that's really nice. It's, like it's got like a gated community vibe and then you've got um that and la valeta is where a lot of like well-off digital nomads will stay because it's like probably a little bit safer and you can get nicer accommodation i stay in that, my studio i pay one okay so my roommate initially the apartment that we stay at is like a one-bedroom apartment kitchen and then like a little like space for living room it can fit like four people comfortably but it's just me and her and it's um I, I think it's the best location in Tulum. Like I wouldn't want to be anywhere else. It's right by Super Aquí. It's it's near the road that takes you to the hotel zone. It's near like the main street with the bars. It's near the yoga studio I was talking about. It's great. It's near like the road that goes to Cobat. So that road is also where you have a bunch of cenotes. You've got Gran Cenote, Cenote Cristalino, Cenote Calavera, all the popular ones. And we pay right now. We struck a deal with the yeah, like you said, we struck a deal with the uh, landlord. And we only pay 6,000 pesos, honestly. So it's crazy for a month. So literally that's $300, like $350. It's insane, to be honest. Insane, because normally that apartment would be like 14,000 pesos a month. Um, but he just really likes us. He likes us because no one smokes weed in the apartment. And he has a son. And he's just like, to be honest, like everyone else is just like done so much drugs. And I'm just really happy with you guys. So that's just kind of like the deal he's given us. It's great. But...
1: That's a big thing too, the drugs. So don't take the free drugs um, in Playa del Carmen. You'll get offered a lot of free stuff. Don't take it. Um, and who do you buy? See, I don't. I'm not really into drugs, but aren't you supposed to buy from the cartel though? You're not supposed to buy from like white people, basically, because then they get they get in trouble. Or I heard this too. Don't go to parties that aren't put on by Mexicans. Like those are the ones that get cracked down. Really. You know, like those big jungle parties they'd have, or they'd oh, set up okay. a huge event they have to pay to get into.
2: I know, but I never know who, how do you know if like, who's throwing it? Like, what, what do you mean?
1: <laughs> this is I just knew- what I've heard. Cause like, cause the cartel puts on like the parties too. They have to get paid. You know what I mean? And like, yeah, no, you go to one.
2: In the cartel. That, That's the sad truth. It's like. No, like that's the thing about Mexico, okay? Like every, if you have a restaurant or bakery in Mexico, you have to pay the cartel, uh, they call it a mordida. What, I don't know what the term is in English, when you have to pay them a certain, um, like a tax basically. And yeah, I mean, sometimes just to survive, you have to get involved. Like you have to be involved with them to some extent. It's part of the culture, you know? I mean, corruption's all over the world and it's just part of like the system in Mexico. Um, and, you know, it's part of the system because people come here and they do a bunch of drugs. Like, to be honest, like, Mexicans don't do as much many drugs as like the, the tourists do. Like, that's where, like, that economy comes from. And I would say, like, if you're in Mexico, just, to be honest, I just wouldn't recommend doing it because, you know, like, there's shootings and you can get kidnapped and, you know, God knows what ingredients are in the drugs. And I just think, as a general recommendation, I wouldn't do it. If you really need to do it, then at your own. I mean, I, I couldn't tell you where to buy it, though, but I, guess. Uh,
1: I, I here's what you should do is if you try to get friends with locals that aren't just trying to scam you, then you, you ask them to buy it for you. Know what I mean, you can usually get the deals then, or if you got someone that you trust that's like a, a tourist or someone that's living there that knows someone, maybe go through them. But yeah, be careful if you buy stuff on the street and you know, the pharmacies, you can get any drugs, but a lot of them are fake. So, I mean, if you're into that, I mean, people are going here to party too. So I assume if that's a thing for you, just be very careful because you don't want to get mixed up. Like I always say this. Like in Mexico, I felt ridiculously free. I could do whatever the hell I want. But you just cannot step on the cartels' toes. Like you just. It, otherwise, that's when problems happen. Yeah.
2: Yeah. No. For sure. No. Also, I guess. Imagine like you go you go to the bathroom and someone offers you like some coke. Like I just be careful, especially if it's. I, I don't I don't know Nick. Though. I wouldn't trust like the locals to be honest. I would trust like. to okay. If I really had to buy drugs right now, I would honestly would rather do it from a tourist. Than a local especially yeah but I guess it's like I don't know I'd rather do it from a tourist
1: otherwise just drink just drink and buy two dollar packs of cigarettes because Mexico is really cheap cigarettes too and yeah. liquor okay Tulum okay let's let's talk about the top things to for sure do and we'll say the top things to don't do so what I mean what are the must have to do things in the Riviera Maya in,
2: in all of the Riviera Maya. Okay. Okay. Like, imagine. I, okay. I would say you have to go to Isla Mujeres. At least stay on the north side if you don't want to. Go, but the south side is beautiful too. Um, so you have to go to Isla Mujeres, and maybe even just for a day, get a golf cart or a moped, take a lap, spend then in the afternoon, watch the sunset in the north beach. Then I would say in Cancun, you have to go to Punta Nizuc is where I said that the lagoon and the ocean meet, and get that fish. And the restaurant is called Río Nizuc and then I would say, like I said, snorkeling in Akumari is beautiful. You see a bunch of turtles. It's like, you just, you stay in the shore and you swim out and then you snorkel there. So there's no like boat rides or any, any fuss. Um, ruins, I, Chichen Itza is great. And a lot of people like are really into the ruins and stuff like that, so they go to Chichen Itza. I've been to Chichen Itza a handful of times. So obviously I, I get, if you've never gone, that you have to go it's just really far out.
1: It's a full day, it's a full day.
2: It's a full day, but okay, like you went whenever you were staying in Merida, so you were closer. But honestly, like if you're staying in Cancun or Tulum and you wanna go to Chichen Itza Oy, that's just a big, big trip. But if you need to do it, do it. So I guess that's the most beautiful ruin. But there's also so many ruins, like you can go, okay, if you're in Tulum, one thing that I'll say, I would recommend doing the snorkel tour that takes you, all. like you go on a little boat and then you go around to see the ruins from the ocean. And so you see like the Tulum ruins from the ocean and then you snorkel and you see a bunch of fishes, manta rays and maybe some turtles. And it's like 200 pesos, 300 pesos. So it's easy. But then if you wanna see ruins, I would recommend going to Muyil, which is um, actually on the road towards Bacalar. And that road is like, those ruins, it's like 20 pesos to go and the ruins are cute. There's a bunch of them, they're big you know, it's like cheap. And then if you keep going, there's two lagoons in the back that is actually part of Sienkian. Siankian is a natural reserve and it's a giant natural reserve between Tulum and Bacalar. Um, and these ruins, the, I mean, these lagoons, you can take like a, like a tour of them. It, that one's expensive. It's like 700 pesos, but then you, it's just really nice. And you're supporting the foundation that takes care of the natural reserve. So your money's kind of you know being put to good, and th- you like you go on the boat, you see the two lagoons, and then you like float for a kilometer in like the what is it called like Los Manglares, the mangroves, um, and that's really fun. You just like float down like a lazy river and just like this natural blue blue lagoon. Um, so a couple you more
1: lagoons Uxmal was amazing. I love that, but that's far if you're in the Riviera Maya. That's more by Merida too. Yeah, uh, what's Coba? I'm
2: by- going to Merida and then go to Chichen Itza. You know? Say it again. If you're staying for a long time, just take a a weekend trip to Merida, Uxmal, Chichen Itza.
1: What's the Coba one? It's Coba. It's by Tulum.
2: Coba is an hour from Tulum. And that one's really nice. It's really tall. Those ruins before COVID, you used to be able to climb them. That's what attracts a lot of people then. But I don't know when they're going to lift up the restriction, but as of right now, you can't climb them. But those are really beautiful as well. That's also just like an hour out though. So, Coba and Chichen Itza are the biggest ruins. They're the most like important ones, but it's just it's a trip because you have to take a, a ride.
1: Yeah, hundred percent worth it. Um, I'll do a couple of dues for sure. Party on Fifth Avenue. It's like someone described it. Some famous person. I forgot because he bought a house in Playa del Carmen, which that it, Playa del Carmen has become in, crazy with um uh, buildings and apartments and it's being like overcrowded. That's a side note. But Party on Fifth Avenue, the guy compared it to uh, New Orleans in the Caribbean. I mean, there's music on the street. There's bars left and right. Um, It is very cool. You can get it's kind of spendier Fifth Avenue, but nothing crazy. You can get five to ten dollar drinks. Another do is go to freaking Cozumel, rent something, go around the island, swim on the deserted beaches. That is a movie. Natalie.
2: What more to do in. Yeah, I, I totally agree with partying in Fifth Avenue. And it's nice because you can just walk around. And also, you'll probably stay near Fifth Avenue. So what I love in, in, about Isla Mujeres and La del Carmen is that you can just, like, you can stay, like, you can pretty much sleep next to all the bars where you're going to be partying at. So there's no fuss. Like, in Tulumi, you have to, like, you know, you, you get drunk and you have to worry about getting home. and all that. It's like, ugh, like, it's so nice to just walk, like, bar hop, you know, have a great time, dance, listen to music, meet people, and then, boom, you walk and you go to sleep. That's awesome, you know? Um... And then,
1: a point to make, especially in Playa del Carmen, try not to be belligerently drunk walking home, like outside the Fifth Avenue, because that's where you get shaken down a lot by the police.
2: Yeah, and if you're a girl, obviously, you already know <laughs> to be careful. Hopefully, um, then they okay. So then we're in Tulum. Tulum, you have to go to Bate, the mojito bar. I think that's a must if you're gonna want a party in the hotel zone, which I would recommend for one day. Either going to a day party um, to a DJ set in the hotel zone. A lot of people like the jungle gym. I think the public beach in Tulum is very beautiful. So grabbing a six pack and heading out and spending like the afternoon there. Um, and then, okay. My favorite cenote is Eden. I love Eden. Cenote Azul is beautiful too. I just think Eden's a little bit bigger and they have better diving or like cliff diving kind of. Um, so cenote Eden is my favorite. You can easily get there from a colectivo wherever you're staying in the Riviera Maya. Um Another really good cenote and it's 200 flat for anyone. Um, And then cenotes can get pretty pricey. Like in Tulum, you've got cenote. Okay, wait, sorry. One more thing that I'd like to say about Tulum, despite it having like a bad rep about it being like so overpriced and everything. I do think that one really cool thing about like spending time in Tulum is all of the ruins around it, all of the cenotes around it, all of the lagoons around it. Because yeah, the beach and the hotels aren't far away. So that kind of sucks. But ultimately if you're staying in a nice cheap place downtown, you you just have a lot of cool activities. Like Tulum, just has it's you know you can and you can take the colectivo to the, to the ruins or the lagoons that I was talking about and a bunch of cenotes. Um, if you're in Tulum, I think the best cenote to go to is Cristalino, um or Escon y Escondido. Those are like it's like two cenotes, but they're owned by like the same family, and it's literally 80 pesos to go, which is like insanely cheap. You've got Gran Cenote and Calavera, which I feel like are the most popular ones, the ones that you see everyone on Instagram that's into them going to. And those are honestly, like, way overpriced, so crowded, and just not that cool. So if you're into them, go to Cenote Cristalino y Escondido um, or Eden. Take the Colectivo to Eden. That's definitely my advice there. And... Cancun, Isla mujeres. Isla Mujeres. I think it's worth it to go to the ruins. I, me and Nick went to the cemetery. Like that's really cool. Yeah, there's just amazing places to eat. Honestly, like all over. Really good food all over. Right.
1: Yeah, do the foodie stuff. Google the foodie stuff, and you'll find like the best hidden restaurants. Um, what
2: was your yeah. favorite? Restaurant? I, I
1: loved. I was blown away by how good the Mexican food is. I. Obviously eating Tex Mex in, in America and whatnot, but Mexican food is unreal and it's super cheap if you go to like the local spots. Like ridiculously cheap. They're really friendly. Um, yeah, I love the food.
2: The food's great. Yeah. What's your what what was like okay? What's if you had to go back and eat in one place right now, like what's the one place you'd be like, I want to eat here from all your Mexico. That
1: burrito place in Tulum was on it was crazy. That burrito place was really good. Um I love this taco place that was in Playa del Carmen, like on like 20th Avenue, so behind 5th Avenue was really good. Um, Yeah, I like the spicy stuff. I didn't really like spicy that much in America, and I went there, and it works. Spicy food, Mexican food works.
2: Yeah, Yeah, I agree.
1: Okay, what's the don'ts?
2: Okay, I would say, what are the don'ts? Honestly... I I would not stay in a hotel in, in the Tulum hotel zone. I, I wouldn't. Nice no, you, you do whatever. But it, it's way overpriced. If you really want to stay in a nice resort, honestly, for like just stay in the, just stay in between like Playa del Carmen and Tulum in one of the big resorts that are like way better for a weekend or something. But I would stay in downtown Tulum if you're gonna do Tulum. Um I would I wouldn't I wouldn't stay in the hotels in, in in the Cancun hotel zone. I wouldn't. If you're going to do Cancun, I would stay in a hostel in downtown or even, like, find an apartment in the hotel zone. But I wouldn't stay in the all-inclusives in Cancun. Even if you just want to come for five days for an all-inclusive, I wouldn't recommend – I would always recommend the ones in the Riviera Maya, like, inside the jungle. Those are bigger, nicer, newer, better. The ones in Cancun are just older. I wouldn't um, – Yeah. If you're, yeah. What else would I do? Um, Is there anything you wouldn't
1: do? Let me think. Um, I kind of referenced it before. Just make sure you don't um, fuck with the wrong people. Doesn't mean you can't be like. Don't need to talk to every person on the street when they're trying to sell you stuff. You don't need to do that. You can just walk away. But like late at night, like just be careful talking to people. It might be affiliated or just don't stay away from drugs. I would really stay away from drugs. Um, I don't know. The don'ts. It's, it's, don't pay tourist prices. So try to learn quick what things are really worth. It's way cheaper than you think.
2: Okay. But one strong. thing that, about tourist prices that I, this is a do, not a don't. But I would say that, okay, one night, honestly, treat yourself to one of the really fancy restaurants, either on the Tulum Hotels or in Cancun. There's some implied too, but I've never been to them. The ones, it's just so fun, like it really is, and the food's good, and it's like, it's like a five-star like party restaurant. It's like very, very fancy. You've got like back, Rosa Negra, Tabu, um, Ilios. Ilios is like new, it's like Greek, it's really, really fun. And you get like a show, and like the food's really good. It's it's expensive, but honestly, it's like, if you go to like a, like a restaurant like that in the US, it'd be so much more expensive. So I just think it's worth it to do it in the Riviera Maya. You know, just have the experience. I think it's cool, you know? So I think that's a do. And it is tourist prices and everything. But at the end of the day, like, if you compare it to the experience in the U.S., it's just a better experience and a cheaper experience. Anyway, so I think you should go ahead and try that for a night's explore a little bit. Um, yeah, you definitely
1: get so much more bang for your buck in Mexico than America. Like, you can live quite amazing and experience, like, like you just said, a $1,000 meal in um, L.A., but this one's $100 and you're on the beach in Tulum. Know what I mean? Like, that's neat.
2: Yeah, that is neat. That is neat. Oh, yeah. The don'ts in Tulum, too. Like, I would say, like, if you just want to, like, go to dinner, have a great time, splurge and dinner. But then if you want to bar hop in the Tulum Hotel Zone, even just, I mean, I just, I think just pregame, like, you know, for sure in Tulum, it's just not worth it to pay 20 bucks in Mexico for a drink because, like you just said, you know, like, since you do get more bank for your buck, there are certain places that do take advantage of you and it's not necessary. You know, so instead of complaining about it, be like, oh, it's so expensive, but still doing it. Like just, I think, prepare ahead of time. So you know where to go. Listen to this podcast.
1: Yeah, true. Um, Be careful renting things. That's my big suggestion too. I had a problem with that in Kazumel after a little um, issue with the moped that I kind of crashed, but it wasn't too bad. And they tried charging me $250. I got it down to a hundred and then I disputed it on my bank and it got away. It was total horseshit. So they're trying to fuck you. Like, be careful renting things like the jet skis. Um, You know, I don't blame them either. Here's the thing I don't blame them because they deal with this every day. You know, dumb American or tourists coming here and, you know, not me necessarily, but shitting on their country and using it as like a playground. So obviously they're trying to make money from people. Know what I mean? But be careful, like, renting from um, agencies and, and whatnot and like tour guides. A lot of people try to sell you stuff and I would just try to find reputable people so nothing stupid happens. But like I said, too, it's very safe if you're not stupid. Just have some awareness. Don't be an idiot. And it's a very safe place. Beautiful people. And a lot of the locals, like, yeah, the ones that are working, obviously trying to make money. But I met some amazing local people. You know what I mean? Like, obviously, at the start, I'm a little, oh, are you trying to get something from me? But there's Mexican people are very friendly
2: yeah remember, when I <laughs> I remember whenever we were driving to isla i always remember this and you were like are you kidnapping me right now <laughs> oh god but the um, no dude locals are very helpful i feel very taken care of here and i don't know if it's because i'm part mexican so i feel like you know to some extent at home but i do i trust mexicans with my life like i always feel very supported by strangers here like I'm always like, I need this, I need that. Like, I go to a restaurant, I'm like, okay, these are my needs. Like, And they get met. Like, I have my needs met way more here than I do in the U.S. But, yeah, arguably that could be because, you know, you feel like a tourist, so you feel to some extent, like, a little bit superior, you know, because there's that role of, you know, I'm visiting you, so you're like – like, but anyway. Um, oh, another do, I think if you go to a hostel and make a group of friends or if you come out with a group of friends or you just make have friends, <laughs> great, and you're here in the Riviera, I would also recommend – Renting a catamaran, which is like a little sailboat, um, from Cancun and going to Isla for the day and just anchoring by the North Beach. That's always just I think it's I love boats. It's great. And if you have a group of friends, then renting a catamaran is cheaper than renting a yacht, and it's still just the best experience. Um, And usually it comes with a full bar.
1: Another do is um, take the um, colectivo. That's always a fun experience. You're packed in a minivan or a van with like eight other people, but like $2 to go from city to city, basically. I think it's really fun. And I mean, I took it to, even with the suitcase to go different places. So it's very, very nice. No,
2: Public transportation is great in Mexico, all over Mexico. Uh,
1: even yeah, even in the hotel zone in Cancun, there's that bus that goes by for like it's two $2.
2: Between the buses, the colectivo. The colectivos are like like little rape vans, you know, like the the big. And then you've got the, the buses, colectivos. I mean, yeah, taxis get pricey, but, I mean, they're still very available, which is great. Uber is not so available. I will so you should know that. But if you want an Uber-like service in Cancun, you can download Capify. And then also, like, to get to the airport or to get from, like, Cancun to Mérida or Bacalar, blah, 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 ADO bus is like all over it's cheap it's got a hundred gazillion hours of, like buses are coming in and out and it takes you all over mexico you can honestly take a bus ride from Puerto escondido to cancun like people do that
1: no <laughs> like, that, that bus is amazing i took it all over to different places took it to bacalar and it's got like eight yeah it's a nice bus that ain't no joke and it's cheap I like, take for sure 100 percent. take take it from cancun to if you're going to tulum or playa like what was that eight dollars or ten dollars to go all the way and it's nice
2: Yep. It's great. It's nice. Just bring headphones. Cause they're usually like, sometimes they put like a movie on. It's super loud. It's so usually like the Terminators. But, um, but yeah, the bus is great. It's got air conditioning. It's comfortable. It's safe. Yeah. A lot of people get freaked out about colectivos cause you know, they go really fast and anyone goes in and out, but I have always had great experiences with them. To be honest, I love it. I love a colectivo. I
1: get excited. Um, dating. There's a lot of options, obviously the tourists and then the, the, the transplants, um, the dating apps work. But if you want to have a good time on that end, I think you'll meet a lot of people. And like you said, too, there's a lot of beautiful people in that area.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, there's for sure a lot of, yeah, it's a lot of fun. I feel like I came out and I was like, I want to explore like different types of um, personalities and like different types, like get to know different types of dudes. And I did like, I have honestly like, Jesus, I've grown out with so many different types of people since I've been here. I feel like just crazy, like different ages, different ethnicities, different career, like, you know, just different, everything. It's, it's been like very interesting. So it's cool. I feel like you learn a lot about yourself too.
1: So yeah, I think that Caribbean um, vibe brings out some cool romances and experiences a hundred percent. Be si- be safe though, you know, I would, I think there's some diseases going around. Just gotta be careful down there. But, yeah, I wouldn't
2: put um, the Kendalls into them for sure. Be careful there, for sure. <laughs> Or honestly, I also just have a red flag for software engineers. Like, I also feel like software engineers, are they're usually very smart, very fit, and very like financially stable. And they're like, they're just, like, I just feel like they're walking STDs like for sure. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just
1: kidding. There are a lot of like those type of dudes for sure in that area, like solo travelers, like just living there because that, that money, that uh, remote money can go a long way in that area. Um, Natalie, any final words on people, let's say, going to vacation, living remotely, living in the Riviera Maya? What do you uh, have to say?
2: Yeah, I think come here with an open mind because it's really, like, such a, like, a nourishing... and exp- <sighs> It's just, like, this place is just filled with expansion. Like, I think just the nature of Quintana Roo, the, the state of Mexico... And honestly, I've been, like, all over southern Mexico in this last year. Um, I don't know too much of the north of Mexico, but, you know, everyone... A lot of people go like, oh well, we love Oaxaca and whatever. I think Chapas is amazing, but I think people come to the Riviera Maya and it has so much to offer and it's got so many amazing, really really cool, like non ripped off or like fabricated experiences that people just really miss because it does get overwhelming. And since it is a touristy place, like you come out and like immediately at the airport you're bombarded with like people trying to sell you something, you know. So I, I get it, like it does become overwhelming. So that's why I just, like, please do your research and, like, make friends with locals, like, so you can get the full experience, you know, you can go to the, like, the right cenote and you can go to the right, you know, you you can get the best deal for your accommodation and you can go to the most delicious, like, affordable, like, restaurants and meet the owners, you know. I think, yeah, I mean, there's just amazing things, like, between the ruins, the history, the food, the expatriate, like, all the different influences from all the expats. You know, like we talked about the dating, like the cenotes, the different beaches, all the beaches are different. Like even in Isla Mujeres, just like you have like four different beaches, like totally different beaches on like a f- island that's five kilometers. You know, it's really beautiful. Like it's amazing. And I really think it's worth it to, for people to come out. And I don't think that the reputation that it's so developed and it's so American or it's so touristy should, is really true. I think it is if you let it be true, but if you really put in the work, you can have a most marvelous experience.
1: No, that is 100% right. I think there's like two Riviera Mayas, like the the Americanized one, the tourist one, and then like where you're saying, the one that's like really magical, living in the Caribbean, doing all that kind of stuff. And you said find locals and hit them up. Um, Can people contact you and get your advice going there? Maybe you connect them with some other people in the area still?
2: Yeah, absolutely. For sure. Absolutely. No, I'm always happy to do that. Um, Yeah, and I also have a lot of like reels and like giving tips on like how to where to go like some like hidden gems in the Riviera maya like the secret beach in isla i have directions on how to get there and then i've got um but yeah you can always reach out to me i'm always on instagram and yeah and then there yeah i'm happy to help always
1: yeah what's what's your instagram natalie
2: it's natalie Graf solis
1: so yeah she's been posting reels about different places there She's kind of like an expert in the Riviera Maya. It's really good content, Natalie. But definitely hit her up for advice. She's an awesome person, really friendly and will help you get the most out of your vacation, your long-term stay or whatever else you need in the Riviera Maya. Awesome. Thank you so much, Natalie.
2: Thank you,
0: Nick. Bye-bye. Adios. Take care. And I said okay. I never knew that you like coladas and getting caught in